Totally Legit Podcast, episode 114 for the week of May 28th, 29th, you know, Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day weekend. In the United States. In the United States, that is very true. <laughs> Last weekend was the Canadian long weekend, otherwise known as May 2-4, because we called a set of 24 beer at 2-4, and it's the first long weekend of the summer. So all of Canada calls it May 2-4 weekend because we drink a shitload of beer. Um, America just calls it Memorial Day, so that's not as fun. Yeah, we we talk about dead people as opposed to beer. But we drink beer while we talk about the dead people. Isn't Memorial... Memorial Day is not even, like, the main... It is for the U.S., yes. What about more than Veterans Day these days? Veterans Day is for currently serving. Memorial Day is for dead service members. Yes, people who died in the line of service. Basically, it's uh, Remembrance Day, except um, Americans think poppies are, I don't know. For girls. Yeah, for girls, I guess, is the deal. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about video games today, surprisingly (laughs) enough. Video games where you shoot people. (laughs) That is the plan. Um, it's the Overwatch first year anniversary celebration. Arrow's going to talk a bit about that. Um, I have took a four-day weekend. We're calling it a staycation. Um, I started Persona 5 on Friday morning, and as of today, I've currently played 26 hours of it. It's Sunday night. So I've played a lot of Persona 5 lately, is what I'm saying, and I'm going to talk about it with you two who don't care, but I'm going to talk I, about I've it. I've never played questions. a Persona game, so I'm super excited to hear about it, actually. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, show prove me wrong. God, my cynicism was totally misplaced. I, I'm afraid to ask, but Aerolade, how's your weekend going? I am super drunk, and I've been this drunk since about noon on Friday. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Excellent. Good. Uh, Ellie, how's your weekend going? I Have you also been drunk since Friday? I haven't been drunk since Friday, but yesterday I definitely went to a beer and burger festival and drank as much as I could in like the hour that they were serving while I was there. <laughs> Hopefully it was good beer. Yeah, it's all it was all local local craft beer stuff from the northern California Bay Area, whatnots. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. One of my projects for the weekend, well actually it was Vajra's project. He's making Saiwa, which is a particular kind of Thai street sausage. So it involved like lots of, of aromatics and charring things yesterday and fermentation and then today we actually put the sausage in the sausage casings which we've never done before and uh, I was telling you guys before we started recording my kitchen is like a meat explosion right now because it's just like it just goes everywhere it's... are you going to do it again? Va- Vajra specifically said about halfway through the process he was like I'm not going to do this again <laughs> I cannot imagine how obnoxious casing sausage must be and I say this as someone who has glitter bombed her dining room so often that my blinds glow. <laughs> Seriously, it's hilarious. It is really obnoxious. Um, but, you know, intestines are surprisingly tough. Wow, that's the best out of context line I've ever heard, <laughs> ever. I think I need to put that on Twitter right now. How come on, like, cooking shows when they have, like, a speed sausage making contest, they're always breaking the casing and getting it everywhere and getting yelled at? I think if you were speeding through it, I could see how you could break it. And plus, like, air bubbles and stuff. And you have to be kind of – like, we just sort of, like, would put through a chunk at a time and okay. really slowly and make sure everything was where it was supposed to be. But I will say at the end of the day, we've ended up with about five pounds of really good-looking sausage. Uh, so that, that was kind of what I did this weekend based on sausage um, and persona. 
Oh, and I re- for some reason I decided to refurbish an old Ikea china cabinet that has that like birch veneer on it. Don't do that. That's my advice. I've never actually owned Ikea furniture because their shipping costs are so ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. So true. I'm really excited that there's now an Ikea within driving distance. I want to redo my kitchen and do it at Ikea because it will be way cheaper than a real store. And I don't care if it lasts for 45 years. I only care if it lasts for 15. They don't build houses that last for 45 years anymore. I mean, my house is made of particle board with brick facing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, brick facing, so the house across the street from us, this is a good story. House across the street from us is for sale. <laughs> and I'm actually thinking about it because they've got a pool and we just rent oh, here. Um, oh, nice. And yeah, it's nice. But after the showing on Friday, the realtor left the door open. I guess she didn't pull it all the way closed. And then we had a really terrible windstorm. So the door is wide ass open all weekend. And uh, so I swear to like, we have neighborhood cats that live outdoors, and they visit every house and eat food. Those went in there, and there were a bunch of grackles, <laughs> and I swear to God, there was a bat, and they had an open house today, and I watched her try to shoo the birds out the front door. It was awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. That's, that's fair. That's reasonable. Overwatch, one year anniversary, and they brought out a whole bunch of really cool skins. They did bring out a whole bunch of really cool skins. Unfortunately, all the skins are legendary, which means they're all really expensive, Overwatch does this thing that I actually really like where, like, everything comes from RNG, but then you can buy it with um, the coins that you get for getting garbage that you already have. Which is cool, except legendary skins are super expensive. They're 3,000 coins, and you only get, like, 55 coins for a duplicate. So the fact that every skin is legendary, and, like, everyone who didn't get a skin in the last event has a skin this time, and they also have legendary emotes, which are all great. Everyone has a different dance style. But it's so expensive, and they also don't have just the event stuff in the boxes. So I think I've I've earned like seven or eight boxes since the event started, and they've all been like regular stuff that I could get at any other time during the year. And that is some bullshit. And people have been complaining about that. Like, there's something wrong with the RNG. It's not just me getting screwed, as I have, as I am sure you recall <laughs> from your loot spreadsheets when we raided together. Um, I I already got my one skin for this month, so I'm fucked. I'm going to have to buy it all. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even what? Um, but more people than just me have complained about getting only blues and silvers and all duplicates that people already had from the regular loot table, which I find super interesting. And also, the arcade mode that they have for the event is called Total Mayhem. And they had it before, when they used to do a different arcade mode every week, where it's uh, everyone's got 200% health and all of the cooldowns are at least halved. Um, so it's basically all bombs all the time. And it's hilarious, except they didn't have Ana when they did this before, and one of Ana's special abilities is a sleep dart. And when you drop her cooldown... Uh, it's, you basically get stunlocked like you're a priest in Warsong Gulch all the time, forever. And it's terrible, especially since they don't have diminishing returns. One of the reasons why I loved um, PvP in the Old Republic so much is there was actually, they called it the resolve meter, where once you're stunlocked, it ups your resolve meter and then the stun doesn't last as long the next time. So you can't get permanently stunned. Unfortunately, with Ana's sleep dart cooldown, she can just keep shooting you and you spend the entire match asleep. And it is the most unfun I have ever had in my life. 
<laughs> to the point where I will leave a match if the opposing team has an Ana. And that's real sad. Yikes. I need to work on that. But otherwise, I think um, Overwatch has a free weekend this weekend. So if you don't own Overwatch, I highly recommend you give it a try at least for a day. It'll probably be over by the time this is published. Fuck it. I don't care. Leave our play Overwatch um, for, for that long. Just that long. Uh, because they've managed to... Like, I hate shooters and I hate first-person games. But they've managed to find this complete sweet spot in the field of vision where I don't get motion sick. And it's like a unicorn magic. They recently changed the um, Heroes of the Storm system to match the Overwatch system. That was just like a few weeks ago. So it it also works like you have the boxes and you can... You can re-roll in Heroes of the Storm, though. Yes, you can. I had to play Heroes for four weeks to get an adorable diva skin. By the way, Heroes is the most unfun game I have ever played in my life. I, I like Heroes. I played, I did the, like, you had to do, like, five matches or something with a friend to get the first round of whatever their special yeah. thing was, so you get a bunch of loot boxes. And I did that, but I really like Heroes, and I wish, I really wish that there was some easy way for me to play with people who I could, you know, knew were not terrible monsters. <laughs> Because I would want to play that game. Because every time I play it, I'm like, gosh, this is so much fun. I'm having such a good time. But, like, then you, like, imagine putting yourself into the whole matchmaking system and no. It it wasn't even the people for me. It was the actual game. It was so completely, totally unfun in every possible way. Like, my sister plays the crap out of it because it's free. Um, and she loves it. It plays it all the time. And she saw me online playing Heroes and she's like, oh my god, we have to play together. And I'm like, no, I am uninstalling as soon as I have my adorable diva skin because fuck this fucking game. <laughs> what is it you, like, have you, okay, have you ever played like League of Legends? No, I have never played a MOBA before in my life. What is it about the MOBA that you don't enjoy? I hate, what I hated the most, what was the most frustrating for me is that you have to click target and click move. And the hitbox is so small that I ended up, I was trying to click on someone to heal them, say, and I would end up actually standing in front of the giant guard tower that then immediately killed me. And the increased death timer, oh my god, die in a motherfucking fire. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yes, I would love to sit here for 90 seconds with my thumb up my ass. Thanks very much. I've played, Stop feeding. I feel like I've played like just enough MOBAs to get the basic uh, mechanics down. And I think we did that when we all tried to play League of Legends for like a month. And um, after I did that and like cut my teeth on League, which is a lot less forgiving than uh, Heroes and the like one match of <clears throat> of Dota 2 that I ever tried to play. Which was even more <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> and unforgiving because in that one you can't even lock the camera to your character. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, which I think fundamentally is better in some ways for doing advanced stuff. But yeah, that's exactly the right the that's exactly the right emotion. Yeah, for somebody trying to learn it and the like. Heroes doesn't have. The only person that gets XP is the last hit, um, Correct. which is a staple of MOBAs and is fucked. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Heroes is much more teamwork focused, so everyone shares XP. I mean, I'm I'm not like I hey don't like MOBAs. That's that's totally cool. I was just curious about why. I actually did pretty well playing Smite for a while in the beta or alpha. 
because it was like a over the shoulder third person y version and like that mechanic made like worked way better for me. So I got to learn the sort of like generic MOBA thing uh before I had to do like the isometric, you know, click to move click the target uh thing, which I think is different. Gigantic is also third person. Never heard third of that game before. MOBA? I've never heard of that. <laughs> in my life <laughs> really yeah it was like the big thing at pax a couple years ago i'm pretty sure i might have even I've played it with you been, so which one was are you sure because i haven't been to pax in a couple couple of years oh maybe not okay i did i played it with a bunch of people i so played maybe. smite yeah. a whole bunch of packs that was fun gigantic it was is i i think it didn't find the funding it was looking for so it might be in tenuous existence but uh was kind of the same thing with third party moba or third person moba sorry yeah i mean wide. i think it's uh <laughs> I think if you're not used to it, it's like a very specific, unique type of game, and it's a very specific control scheme, and if you don't like one or both of those, it would be hard to get into any of them. Plus, like, Heroes is like, there's weird depth, weird depth to Heroes. Uh, Do you mean visually, or? No, I mean, like, like. You have to pick every few levels. You have to pick some skill to level up. And yeah, there's and no it's, good, obvious mm. way to do it. And you can't... I, I don't and think you, you always can do die auto. while you're reading your skills because fuck if you know. Yeah, that, yeah I did play a Seriously, lot of games. Seriously, fuck that game in the I did face. play a lot of games on super easy against super easy bots with friends. So I didn't really care if I wasn't doing anything that, that helped. Well, unfortunately, you had to play quick play uh, versus other people in order to get all of the um, uh, Overwatch stuff. Yeah, I would not have enjoyed that. Which is why I didn't get it. I do enjoy Heroes relatively, with the exception of having to play with other people. <laughs> <laughs> but if we have, like, you know, like, there have been rare times where I've gotten, like, ten people together, I know, from Twitter or whatever, and we play both sides, and it's it's a jolly good old time. But they have moved to the, the new loot box system that Overwatch has, has always had and seems to be working for Blizzard. I'm sure they get huge money out of it. What I want is for the reroll to come to Overwatch. That would be so great, so great, so great, because right now it's so depressing to see my box open because they give you the coins before they tell you what it is. And so you open the box and you're like, oh, good, look, it's a yellow coin. I'm going to get something legendary. No, it's just it's just gold. But I open my boxes and I'm always silver, 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 blue every time. And that's spray, 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 duplicate player icon. Hooray! Yeah, that sucks. They should come up with a way to reroll because I, I spent a decent amount of gold in Heroes rerolling some of my boxes. So speaking of, uh, of Blizzard, um, uh-huh. Destiny 2 also had a big announcement this week. Uh, and they're going to be on Battle.net, which is kind of a coup for Blizzard, although I guess they're both Activision published oh hey yeah i was trying to figure out what the like the marketing synergy was there i can't believe i just used synergy in a sentence i'm so sorry um but like why would destiny be on battle.net that doesn't took me like two days to get there but um it's a little bit of a surprise that it's not on steam or its own thing like literally every other fucking game is these days um but you know, I I don't know. I I know you guys don't really care too much about Destiny, except it's coming to PC. Between it, it being on PC and it being on Battle.net, I actually am fairly certain I will end up buying Destiny. Too. Why? Um, why? Because it's on Battle.net. Because I have years and years and years and years of friends on Battle.net, and you possibly also have enough um, 
WoW Gold to buy it for free. Maybe, although once that announcement came out about Destiny 2, the price of tokens went through the freaking roof. That's hilarious! I mean, that's horrible, but hilarious. They tanked they tank the, my, my delicious free play market, so that's too bad. Um, but yeah, because the fact that I already have like all my friends already on Battle.net, that's going to make it super easy for me to find people to play with, which ostensibly they want me to do. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you, you do need people to play with Destiny after a point. So Destiny's endgame is very much like WoW's endgame, which is basically you know, raids and uh, instances um, and PVP after after a little while. Um, but they added a, as far as I can tell, it's very much Destiny and some more, some more Destiny, right? <laughs> um, I, like, like I, I, there's not, um, I can't tell how much uh, is really new or different. Um, I have no idea what the actual gunplay is going to be like um, on PC because it's very much a console first and it plays super super nice on a console but um my guess is it'll play really well on pc because they are redesigning it and they got it really right the first time so i think it's so smart to be on battle.net although aren't they rebranding that to blizzard net which i thought was confusing whatever Uh, whatever it is (laughs) i think that's really really smart because there's like so many old school mmo types have a lot of friendship networks on battle.net yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody on Battle.net. Like, like I never really you know me. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I know some people, but it's never been a place where I would go looking for friends that I didn't already have from WoW. And by the time Battle.net was a thing, I wasn't really like friends listing people, or like it was like quit shortly after the like it became a thing to friends list people. And I never played enough Diablo or Hearthstone or heroes or overwatch to build up that network again but uh i mean like yeah i know you guys so i know enough people (laughs) (laughs) like all i need to do is like get in that and then it'll be fine and i'll probably play it on both playstation and uh and pc that was the one thing i found disappointing is that it's not cross-platform if you're pc you play with other pc players because i know a lot of our friends who want to buy it for a console and i won't be able to play with them i think they've also um not committed to whether your character and progression are linked or not i think they've explicitly said that might be something we would like to do one day period that's they also said that the PC version would be coming out later than the PlayStation version. Yeah, well, coming out that, at the same time. That's not surprising given the fact that they're rebuilding it or they're building it from scratch. Um, and also, I think they really do want to push um, PS4 specifically as their primary platform. Like um, even this this second year, they've had exclusive concept content on PlayStation first so uh yeah but i mean i and you're right i totally understand that it's just like if they're gonna it would have been a lot cooler if like <laughs> pc and and it would have been no, it pc would be. and playstation could have launched at the same yeah. time and we could all play together and, and i understand there why there are limitations business-wise and technology-wise for that but be a lot cooler I, if they did i think it's more tech business than technology and I, I think that that has consistently been the line uh maybe Whatever. maybe less so for pc and pc and console but certainly for cross console yeah but that, that actually that was good topical news ellie way to go way to bring that up <laughs> it's been a while since i got a destiny plug-in because i haven't been playing so 
Persona 5. We started, like I said, Friday morning. We started, I have also been drinking because it's Memorial Day weekend. Yay. And we started Friday morning. We did like 13 hours on Friday and another 10 hours yesterday. God, I remember those days. Those were good days. Yeah. That was our thing. Our theme for this weekend was live like we're 22. And so far, mission accomplished. We ordered pizza and played video I, games. I have a question yeah. about Persona 5. Yes. What kind, in the back. what kind of game is it? It is a Japanese RPG. Is it like a top, like a top-down sprite-y kind of thing, but not with sprites? No, it is not. It is a third-person sort of... It's very Final Fantasy. Like lower camera angle, so you're kind of behind your character... Yes, yeah. Lower camera angles, so you're behind your character. Um, and then the combat is very much uh, what are they weak to? What element are they weak to? What elements do you have personas for? And try and, and do it that way. Is it like... So it is a turn-based combat. Turn-based or action turn-based? Action, yeah, ATB, whatever kind of concept. Sort of like, it's a lot like Final Fantasy X in combat. Okay. Yeah, but ten I waited, right? Have never no ten didn't. Oh yeah, I see. What you I mean. think you could make you could you. There's a toggle. Yeah. I think like that there is with ten where you can have it wait or not wait. Um, it's extremely fucking stylish. It's the most stylish game ever. Like they're all wearing fedoras and sunglasses, <laughs> stylish. Or are we talking zoot suits here? That yes, but also like um. Every time you, your goal in any combat situation is to weaken all of your opponents and then do an all-in attack. Uh, and every time you do an all-in attack and it ends, there's kind of a little like two-second cutscene with one of the characters and and looking really cool and like flashes of light. It's just like even the menus are extremely stylized and kind of uh, you like run through the little summary of your combat every time. It's just it's hard to explain without actually seeing it. It's just they've clearly thought about every visual element of the game and how to just amp it up so so everything is is very visually appealing and stylish the other thing i love about persona games is like a lot of games when you get into combat they play that kind of like combat music Mm -hmm. like you know you're about to fight and you know you're getting in combat in persona because they play really jazzy like (laughs) we're grooving now kind of music i love it it's definitely and because sometimes with combat you do kind of sit back and think and be like okay who should i have moved next and what skills should i have them use and whatnot uh it's very suitable instead of doing like the the amped up you know sting of combat it's just like okay we're doing combat now yeah (laughs) so i've never played a persona game Ever any Persona game, I know nothing about it, but people will not stop talking about Persona Five. Well, they they were all in like Vita and shit before, right? Uh, Persona Four, which came out quite a while ago, and then they sort of uh, did a version of it for the Vita, which was actually probably the only game to do really well on Vita because no one talks about the Vita anymore. Um, but Persona Five, or, excuse me, Persona Four Golden is the Vita version. They've also done like a Persona Four dancing game rhythm dance game because everyone loves those characters and so they've been kind of using them over and over again uh the whole thing with persona is you are a high school student you're always a high school student in any of the five persona games and you have your cool high school buddies and you usually have to like solve crimes or go into uh in this case you have to go into people's mind palaces to fight mind palace 
Because I, I do enjoy fighting crime. <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, you have to go in the Mind Palace. It's extremely Japanese. Uh, but then in between, you need to level up your social links with all your, your friends and various people you meet in the community to gain skills from that. You need to train up your skills. So, for example, I had to hustle and study at the cafe because we had exams. So weird. This game sounds like the nightmares that I have when I'm too stressed. <laughs> If you want to 100% the game, you need to be extremely rigorous with how you spend your time. If you just want to have a good time like I'm doing, you don't need to worry about that so much. The game is actually sort of designed to be played through twice to sort of be able to see everything. It's a and, um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and very much so, you know, it follows all the usual rules. I, I am not being that strict as far as 100%ing my way through because I just want to have a good time and not look stuff up. But you do, the rule in Persona is you never want to just like, waste an afternoon i wandered around i didn't do anything like go train or go hang out with your buddies to improve your social links or or that sort of thing so there's always you're always consistently doing things except for exam week when you don't have any time to do things goddamn exams <laughs> what a weird fucking game <laughs> One of the things I added in this one is because you get asked questions in class and also you have exams in which you're asked questions and you can hit one of the buttons on the PlayStation to see what everyone else answered. So it's kind of like phone a friend and uh, um, who wants to be a millionaire. And it helps a lot because I don't know the answers to a lot of these things. Well, what kind of questions are they? There are math questions. There are philosophy questions. There are, fortunately, this is the one I can do, English language questions because, of course, it's originally a Japanese game. I was out for about six or eight months in Japan before the translation made it to... Uh, to hear uh so they do do like uh colloquial english questions which thank god i can actually answer this but, reminds I mean, me of uh sweet code 2 which had the iron chef mini game right yeah yeah there is one of your social links uh you build it up by progressively learning more about coffee and making a better oh. and better cup of coffee that's hilarious <laughs> and then what you learn about coffee you might have to like answer in like a crossword puzzle later to level up your knowledge <laughs> It's it's so good. And I have to, like, I know I said this before, and I, I know it's really hard to uh, imagine. It's just so stylish, and all the characters look so good. The costumes are so good, and the, the flips, and oh my god, and ugh, ugh. You really don't strike me as a JRPG person, though. Like, this kind of, of intense grinding, I didn't know they still made those games, and it didn't seem like one of those things that you would be into. Like, people it, are still trying to get you to finish Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's also, like, a weird anime, like, cartoony game, right? This one, Persona 5 in particular, the cutscenes are full-on anime style. Who are you and what have you done with Lior? <laughs> are, you sure it's, are you sure it's a Japanese game and not a Korean game? Because then I can get it. Oh, yeah, that would make <laughs> way more sense. That would make more sense. To be fair, uh, Vajra was into Persona before me and that was one of the things that we did when we first started dating was we played Persona 4 together so I might be a little bit biased oh okay yeah alright yeah. that's fine it, that's it's all com- it all comes clear now it's yeah. got a little meat cute <laughs> story but they are really really fun and because you do a lot of grinding in people's mind palaces um, <laughs> which I'm never going to get tired of saying this, it, it's important for the combat to be interesting and visually appealing and not to get sick of it and they do a really nice job of, of I don't know. Like I said, there's the groovy music. I have to obey the groovy music. Also, I can't deny Mind that. Palace. Mind Palace. Welcome to my Mind Palace. Yeah, and their Mind Palaces are all based on people's evil characteristics, so they all have different different designs to them. Like, for example, the first Mind Palace you go to is uh, the mind of a very, very bad chauvinist man, 
and uh, his mind palace has some very interesting architectural features. <laughs> is it made of dicks? It's made of dicks, isn't it? It's made of dicks. You do actually fight a monster that does kind of look like it's just a big old weird dick. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But also he's got pillars made out of like lady butts and stuff. And... How do you make a pillar out of a... Yeah, I don't yeah. like see how... I know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but... And then like you have a talking cat. I mean, obviously. Yeah, why would you not have a talking cat? I mean, come on. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's super duper fun. If anyone has played the previous Personas and enjoyed them, I can't imagine why you wouldn't be playing Persona 5 right now. But if you're not, go play it. Are you going to finish it? Persona 5, I will finish Persona 5. Uh, we want to do the new game plus playthrough because there's a bunch of cool things associated I with it. I guess you have uh, Vajra looking over your shoulder to make sure you make it to the end. It actually, with a grindy game, it really helps to be able to trade off the controller to people. Yeah. You know, like, I'll just sit there and, and work on crafting or play on my phone or whatever, and he'll be, you know, doing the steering, and then we can take turns. And it's it's much easier for grinding to have two people. We talked about Mass Effect Andromeda because I know, Ellie, you're still playing it, and I was going to talk about why I didn't finish it, which I didn't. I didn't finish it. I was getting really close to the end. I was almost there. I had a couple of fetch quests left to do, and then it was the final confrontation. And then Bioware announced that they are putting the Mass Effect franchise on ice was their exact term. I didn't hear that. Yes. They announced that about three weeks ago. I guess Andromeda did not do very well. It made uh, a shit ton of money, though. So I don't... I, right? But I it, am... But it's the second game in a row that had similar problems for me. So... You mean second Mass Effect game, or are you talking about no, Inquisition? No, second Bioware game. Yeah, I'm talking about Inquisition. I feel like this whole fucking game is the Hinterlands. Um, uh, yeah, I could see that. And, and that is... I'm making my way through it but i took about a three three week break here from andromeda um between when i started kadara and when i next went back to my ship and there's a huge problem um one of the one of the one of the things that i dislike the most about andromeda is that it's so easy to fall into a planet and just want to complete that planet and have a shit ton of stuff just happen but i'm not like the loading between the things is a pain in the ass and getting from your ship to the ground and back to your ship and then over to the other planets takes so fucking like many loading screens and stupid like unskippable cutscenes. and i just don't feel like it kind of guides me at all um in the same way that inquisition I actually thought Inquisition was better because Inquisition felt like it more clearly marked the things that were story from the things that were not story necessary. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't actually know which things, like, you know, I look at my map, I have no idea which thing, like, actually advances something, which thing's just a stupid side mission, which thing is, like, a side mission but gives you a reward. Like, I just, so I, I'm completing it all, and as I don't think that I have... Uh, I'll, I'm going to slog my way through it because, like, I've come this far and I kind of want to finish it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed Andromeda. I would have enjoyed it more if it had been about 20% shorter. There's just a lot of fetch quests and, like, it's particularly if, if I tend to do all the side quests and then I'll do the main story yep. to progress yep. and I'll do all the side quests that open up because you want to do everything. Um, and when you do that, I find like at this point at the end, I just have a lot of like fly here and pick up this for so-and-so. Fly there and pick up this for so-and-so. Fly here. And it's just like you say, there's a lot of – it's tedious to fly around and just do like quick hits on planets. It, and then they opened up a shitload more planets randomly or systems and like now I have to go scan everything again and that sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't mind the scanning so much because, I mean, that was one of the things I liked about Mass Effect 1 um, was sort of the, the feeling of it's a great big universe I, out there. Yeah, but Mass Effect 1, you landed on the planet and drove around and, like, dicked around in your Mako. This is, like, click in here, wait for the loading screen, click the button, click over here, click. It, it's, like, way more, like, Mass Effect 2 scanning than Mass Effect 1 scanning, I think. Yeah, I can totally, mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. I I am on the same wavelength. And then, yeah, once they announce that they're, the Mass Effect franchise is on ice, which means we won't be seeing an Andromeda 2 for quite some time, and I hear there are questions that go unanswered at the end. There's kind of a setup from Andromeda 2, and I was just so bummed, because this is, like, my favorite game series, and I feel unfairly it's been put on ice, because I mm. think, you know, okay, there were some technical problems with the game, a lot of which have been improved over the last few patches, but I also think that Bioware was targeted for bullshit by unscrupulous people, and now we don't get any more Mass Effect because of it. And it pisses me off to the point where I just, I never played the game again. It also, I mean, Andromeda was built by a third tier system with no AAA support. They'd never done any AAA before this. And so it, it seemed like it was built strangely to begin with. I don't know... <clears throat> So, like, that that entire studio is now just, what, support? Is yeah. that what they're doing? Yeah, it got dismantled. Yeah. yeah, And, like, so why did they send the entire game to this studio to begin with? It's like they, I don't know if they had, like, we have to get a Mass Effect out per contract to EA, and all of our other studios are busy, because they accidentally announced Dragon Age 4 without actually announcing it, which is one of my favorite news stories. Um... <laughs> Yeah, by the way, here's our exclusive interview with the dev who is writing Dragon Age 4. Shh! Don't say it's Dragon Age 4, but everyone knows it's Dragon Age 4. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm. And I mean, who knows the future? And I make all kinds of strange proclamations I don't follow through on. But I am not happy with Bioware and with the way this all was handled. And I'm not super inclined to invest in Dragon Age 4 right now. I mean, I didn't even finish Andromeda, and that's so weird for me. But Dragon Age 4 is coming from Edmonton, so that's the main studio, right? Is oh, you know, I'm just angry that... with Bioware in general. I'm just angry is with Bioware Is it the same studio that made Inquisition? Yes. Because I'm not sure I want to play Inquisition 2. It's not Inquisition 2. I know, but I don't, like, that style of game is, like, I... We don't I even f- know if it's the same style of game. I mean, none of the Dragon yeah, Age games were the same yeah, style. None of them. Yeah. Uh. So we have no idea where they're going. I kind of know what you mean, though, Ellie. Like, they, they were really happy with Inquisition, and they kind of said, we're going to do our future games in this style, and it didn't work out so well for Andromeda, and I I'm, I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just excited about Tevinter. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, there's, there are more, lots and lots more, of... There are there's lots more of, answers I need. There are lots and lots of reasons to be excited about Dragon Age 4, and it's unlikely that I will skip it. Uh, I just... The open, big open world sort of story, but like story driven, but without actually driving you through the story game is like, if if I'm going to do like a big open world game, I kind of want it to be about the open world, not about a story that I feel like I'm not actually being told. (laughs) And like, and there, and I, I get that like being like the, the discovery of a story in an open world game is a different, it's like a, it's a different genre, right. Than like a, than a story telling game i guess and they recently we've gotten a lot of games that kind of tried to mix those things uh pretty tightly horizon zero dawn 
definitely tried to mix it in the same way as Inquisition and Andromeda, right? And just like it's a lot, of, a lot of a lot of that versus like uh, I don't know. I mean, Uncharted or like games that are like here's a story, play through this story, right? That's that's I kind of feel like I want some more of those right now. I, but maybe that's just right now because I played like three in a row. Yeah, I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn and Inquisition both did this really successfully because the story that pops up as you explore, the exploratory story that you find, is related to the area in which you're finding it. Yeah. Like the the vistas in Horizon Zero Dawn or, you know, pieces, sure. codexes that you pick up, codices, whatever, I don't speak Latin, that you pick up in Inquisition are all related to that place, which made it feel more real and more organic to me. And I think that's what Andromeda is missing. It doesn't feel connected. I've kind of always felt that way about the Mass Effect Codex, even in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, the Codex would pop up, and I wouldn't even know about it until, like, you know, an hour later, I'm in the menu for some other reason. Oh, look, there are things in the Codex to read. What the fuck does that mean? What does it relate to anything? I don't care. Just give me a novel. That's a a huge part of um, Destiny's story. Took a lot of shit for... um burying the whole story in the grimoire cards which are the same things and you unlock them from some things and some of them i think just pop up i'm not really sure uh i think some of them are even like kill 500 of this enemy type and all of a sudden you get a fucking grimoire card about the taken or whatever and now you can go read a little story thing and if you put all the story together it's clear that some people spend a bunch of time putting together a really potentially interesting world and then we're told that that was not the focus of the game for whatever reason. Isn't um, a lot of it like outside of the actual game too? Yeah, the, uh, I think maybe the place where you can read all the in-depth codexes is either in the phone app or on the website. Fuck that. <laughs> well, the good news is that there's a shitload of loading time, so you might as well play. You might as well open the phone companion app and do something while you're waiting for your goddamn Jesus ship Christ. to run into battle. <laughs> you're not really turning me on to destiny here it might be better well but uh on the pc you can always tab out that's true but still (laughs) anyway i feel the mass effect my favorite game ip has been done by poorly so yeah that's fair and and i actually really really like the characters and the character interactions in this game are super interesting and part of the frustration with the not going back to the ship is i know that you can go to the little like uh rally points or whatever and change your party but i almost never do except when i'm leaving the ship because when i'm leaving the ship is when it feels like my characters are you know, in a position where somebody new could come and it's just it's just the way i do it so i end up with like drac and uh drac and vetra for all of kadara which is fine because it was cool yeah that's but then i then i started bringing drac and pb and drac and pb are interesting together and before that, I had Liam with me for, like, a whole planet, and I hated it. And I, I just never stopped bringing him <laughs> because it was, like, because I'm just out in the field the whole time, right? And I never, like, felt like I went back to the ship, even though, like, I could have just, could have and should have just dropped him. I definitely need to play it on PC with the banter trigger. I think that would definitely be great. I think that that would be good. And I'm sure eventually I will go back and finish off the game. But I was just kind of like, well, I know for a fact that, you know, the story leaves cliffhangers and I'm maybe never going to know. So, yeah, story leaving cliffhangers make that. Mm, That's mm, frustrating. Mm. Yeah. Cliffhangers combined with we're not making another Mass Effect game maybe ever, at least not for a long time. Well, maybe they'll put out a little DLC to wrap it up. 
Uh, well, we got to stop encouraging them to do that. I'm not. So. I wasn't encouraging. I was just saying maybe they will. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. Totally. So <laughs> anyway, I don't. I don't mind DLC with additional story. Like I don't. I don't mind paying for a DLC epilogue. I think that's yeah. fine as long yeah. as the original story has an ending. I mean, leaving lore questions hanging, I'm totally cool with that. That's part of the wonder of the world. That's why fanfic exists. That's why I read it and write it. Shh, don't tell. Um, but, <laughs> but like, nobody will know. actually not ending the story, that that makes me a little uncomfortable. Like, I think Trespasser with Inquisition was done really well. Uh, and I, I think the... Mm-hmm. Actually, all the Dragon Age games have done that really well with a DLC that ties to the next game. And I think that's been super successful. But I've the noise I've been hearing about Andromeda is that it is not as clean an ending as you've gotten on any of the three Dragon Age games. That's what I've heard is as the, well, yeah. the, Is the writing crew, was the writing crew different too? Yes. Everyone was different on it. I, like, there's a lot of the writing in Andromeda that's really good. Like, some of the side quests are really good. We've talked before about, like, the emails are great. Some of the, the interactions between our companions yeah. are great. Some of it's good. And they have, if you, I did watch a before and after comparison, I think Patch 4.6, something point six. One, uh, just came out. One, one they're on 1.07 because I was playing it last Oh, okay. Time. Okay, so 1.06 brought in a whole bunch of new animations. And if you compare them to launch, the animations, which people rightly call janky, have gotten vastly better. And they they managed to fix the eye stock. So eyes actually look at where you are. So that's way better. Um, So, you know, I mean, and and that, I mean, I think there's probably some internal questions that people at Bioware are probably asking about why did we have to patch that in? I don't know. Like, I I don't know that the history behind that. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the whole whole game feels like it got rushed uh rushed at the end without enough qa like there's so many things it's like did anybody play this game i just like i don't understand how you like get a gold copy or whatever it is that's ready to go even expecting a day one patch and i mean i don't know i mean done software development i get that you never ship anything that's actually right um especially these days but uh like there was a lot of stuff that was like really like just didn't work like, maybe, I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to finish my quests. The ones that are broken? Yeah. Yeah, there's this, yeah, probably never. They'll just be always in my quest log, and I want to just, like, mark them as actually done so that I don't have to see them anymore, but I can't. Because <clears throat> <laughs> the quest log is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, it is really bad, and yeah, there are a lot of issues with Enderamana, so I uh, I will not finish at this point in time. Instead, once I'm done Persona, I will go play Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that is worth it. You should do that. And that, that also has its own problems, but um, at least it's different in an interesting way. And it's really pretty. Uh, th- it's really pretty. Yay. Yeah, that's true. Well, so is Andromeda. Yeah. Andromeda's really pretty. There are parts where you're like flying through the galaxy and you pass like a black hole or something and it's really pretty. Yeah, it's really it's really pretty. They did a re- like, you know, I still think it's And a I like my Ryder. I like Ryder. Uh, Ryder seems like Ryder is Ryder's grown on me because I I've given into the like uh snarky young out of her depth uh thing and like you know even when she's trying to be all like hard and and good it's like i just like went with it she's young she's not gonna go like hit on any of the people that are too old for her right (laughs) the acting is consistently great yeah Yeah. that's part of why i'm so frustrated because i felt like this was a lot of my issues with andromeda could be answered by well this is just the beginning of this person's arc of Ryder's arc and eventually she too will become you know a mature uh whatever 
Pathfinder space captain type, whatever. <laughs> and now we might never see that happening. It makes some of those issues a lot less forgivable. Yeah, well, and Pathfinder is different than N7 too, right? So like the the way she needs, I don't know, needs is the wrong word, but like the way like, you know, I want her to act is like slightly different, even though they're both kind of like leader people. But um, yeah, I, I, like even like the other characters, like the dumbass characters, some of them. Uh... I think you mean Liam. I mostly mean, I mostly mean <laughs> Liam. I was trying so hard to like make Ryder find a way to get with Liam as like the other young, inexperienced person on the ship, and I just can't do it. I totally, I totally told him you're. My, I, I was like, you're my bro. That's I, it. <laughs> I super appreciate him as a character. I really like the idea that there is a member of the cast who is always, you know, so chaotic good that think <laughs> think later. Help people now. Whoops, I've accidentally blown up an entire planet. Yeah, I I think that's awesome. I still want to beat the crap out of him. Seriously, <laughs> Liam, sit down and shut up and listen for a while. I know. I was totally going to romance Liam because I thought he was hot, but then he spoke. And then I was like, no. <laughs> but those abs, but those abs, though. <laughs> I know. Mike Shepard ended up romancing PB because, or my Shepard, my rider, yeah. um, ended up romancing PB because I was kind of waiting for Jal, but Jal kept being like, you know... Let's hold hands and I'll introduce you to my mom. And I'm like, nope. At least PB's like, let's go. Zero G space banging. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm, if once once you go meet his mom, <laughs> he's done. Like, he's done being polite. Oh. <laughs> it, wow, I should have waited a little yeah, longer. It gets filthy. <laughs> I gotta look that up on YouTube later because he was all like, "Madam, I hope you know I have peculiar feelings for you." And I was just like, "Okay, yeah, that's yeah." One, that's yeah. the I actually really like that about the Angara. Once, once you get past the whole formality, we have to do all this social shit because otherwise, we emotionally cannot handle anything. Then that who they're <laughs> like, I needed to leave the room. <laughs> Oh, I would not have guessed that. I'm going to go to YouTube and watch Chal <laughs> romances now. That's going to be good. Um, we're wrapping up this episode because I have that to was a great a great thing sausage. to end on. Like <laughs> oh my stars, there was some pearl clutching. <laughs> All right, I'm into that. I mean, I'm very into that. Um, <laughs> I haven't turned yeah. him down yet, so yeah, keep that in mind, filthy and garin loving. Well, I think I think PB will keep sleeping with you too, so it's probably fine. Yeah, she catches feelings pretty fast. Yeah, careful. (laughs) Careful with the feelings. (laughs) Uh, That is it for this episode. So what we're saying is we played a lot of games and they're good. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about more games that are good and other things. P.S. American Gods. Very good. Yeah. Have you guys seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2? It was good and I enjoyed it. There were so many feelings. Why did I... I felt all of every feeling. Like that was my entire quota of human feelings for like a month there is a moment at the end of guardians of the galaxy uh where there is a funeral is all i'll say for people who haven't oh, seen it yet man, yeah. and i actually shed a couple tears man. in the movie theater Jesus and i'm Christ, like what is happening so to me many feelings. yeah it's like i'm not supposed to feel this but i do i do i do feel it i'm like this is why do i feel this this is wrong i basically cried the entire way through that movie from the wonder woman trailer with the linda carter theme song, linda carter theme song on through to the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just a, a weepy That's mess nice. the entire time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we can talk about this in more detail in two weeks and other things and games and stuff. We can talk about Wonder Woman in two weeks. Ellie, you're not invited. 
You're going to see Wonder Woman in two weeks? Isn't it opening like next weekend? I think it opens next next weekend. weekend, Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about that in a I probably won't have seen it, but I will talk about it anyway. I finally watched Ghostbusters. I loved it. I didn't see anything wrong with Ghostbusters. No, I think people who didn't like it actually haven't seen the original since they were children. It's not not a great movie. Yeah, no, it's not. That's the whole... (laughs) They were real mad that, like, there were no dudes getting ghost blowjobs. Like, I remember that being a repeated wait, issue. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? In the original Ghostbusters, there was, like, the ghost blowjob. Yeah. And oh, dudes were real mad. They are like, if it's all women, who's going to get the ghost blowjob? And that I, was, like, a I don't remember that. ongoing issue. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been a while, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So no one got a ghost blowjob. So <laughs> on to the next movie. <laughs> Um, uh, we will be back in two weeks to talk about things. You can find us online uh, on Twitter at Totally Legit Pub, online at totallylegitpublishing.com slash the podcast. Uh, all our previous 112 ish episodes. There's a few secret ones that didn't show up. Uh, so, roughly like 112 episodes are there. And um, that's it. Thanks for watching and or listening. Go look up episode 100. Don't, don't, it doesn't exist. <laughs> what episode 100 does exist in my mind palace? <laughs> Is it made of dicks? (laughs) There is something broadcast on is it made of dicks? (laughs) That's pretty emblematic of our show, I think.